Ah, the copperhead snake. It hisses before attacking. But that's not a copperhead. That's the Sullivan's RV freshwater tank overflowing into their black one, which is backing into their vent pipe, making for a very different kind of attack. One that arrives just in time for taco night. It's wild out there. When it gets too wild, Progressive has your RV covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Adios, old friend. Yeah, I've got no secrets and no regrets. Well, a lot of regrets, but the point is I've got nothing to hide. Kind of like the way Progressive shows you their competitors' rates. You gotta put it all out there, baby. Excuse me, miss. Does this heart belong to you? Would you like it anyway? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparisons not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Just Blaze, host of Above the Rim. Subscribe and tune in each week to hear me and a special guest discuss the latest in the NBA the way you want to hear it, with the topics that you want to hear. Keep it locked. I don't know if you can say F Brooklyn and then come into Brooklyn, so we're about to see what it's like. Talk about it! You are now tuned in to Above the Rim. Family, family, welcome, welcome to Above the Rim, episode 61. Brought to you by your host, as always, y'all know what it is, your honorable host, Justin, a.k.a. Just Blaze. Make sure y'all go out, go check out or subscribe to Above the Rim on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play for the new episodes every week. Make sure you go out on iTunes to give Above the Rim that five-star review. To get in contact with your boy or the show, you can follow me on Twitter at JustBlaze underscore 513. On IG is JustBlaze513. And also follow that Above the Rim Facebook page as well. If you have any feedback for the show, leave your boy your voicemail to hear it on the show as well. And I do have a few voicemails on this show today. It's going to be interesting. That number is 908-718-1592. Call up to talk about it line. Talk about it. Let me hear what's on your mind. So as you can see, no special guest this week. All good. No worries. I'm here to recap a lot of things this episode. There's a lot of things on my mind. I got to go with some news around the league. Got to talk about the draft a little bit, about my takeaways. We got to talk about the Kawhi saga in, L- in uh, San Antonio and damn near in L.A. And um, I'm going to give you a couple of tidbits about free agency. Not too much because I'm getting ready for the big free agency episode next week. So that'll be interesting as well. So you know how I like to start off every week on the lowest of keys. And on the lowest of keys, I told y'all two weeks ago in episode 60 when my man Joff put up a shut up volume two i told y'all to trust no one this time of year and y'all continue to do so 85 let me see about 85 percent of these quote-unquote insider reports they're bogus people out here getting worked up for every single free agency rumor that they hear and you know a lot of reporters are using this for clickbait and all that remember i said it in my last episode cool said it best kyle kuzma from the lakers 
it's the season for thirsty clickbait reporters. I'm telling you, it's the season for them. It's going to be rumors, sources galore this time of year. Believe none of what you hear, only what you see. I'm telling you, man. And the theme of this episode this week is power moves. Major power moves are being made right now in the NBA. And they will continue to be made throughout this summer. I think this summer will be another huge, major, colossal summer for the NBA. I think there's going to be a lot of moves made. I think there's going to be a lot of joining together. I think some teams are going to get broken up. And you might see some smaller market teams emerge. Might see some teams who didn't make the playoffs last year emerge. I think we're in for another major shakeup in the league. And I think it's going to be interesting, man. And getting into the news around the league, I know you guys have heard of this. Jay-Z, Sean Carter, and Puma. I'm going to say that again. Jay-Z and Puma. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. So if you guys didn't hear, Jay-Z is uh, joining Puma the brand Puma, Puma Basketball, and Puma Basketball Organization as the creative director. As you know, he basically tries to position the brand for success in the NBA. A very bold move. I'm curious about this, this Puma and Jay-Z collaboration. He's basically being a brand ambassador for the basketball division. And uh, Puma's looking to basically distinguish itself from competitors like Nike and Adidas, Under Armour. Focusing in on, by focusing in on and elevating the importance of off-court style I saw in his basketball shoes and apparel. They wanted to focus a little bit more on the feel off the court as opposed to on the court shoes. They think they're getting a little bit more stylish. Remains to be seen. I mean, they're being very aggressive right now. If you, if, if you look what Puma's been doing this summer, I, I mean, I can't hate on them. They, they hired Jay-Z first to help build and market the brand. They secured uh, DeAndre Ayton, the number one pick in the draft. Marvin Bagley, number two pick in the draft. I think Michael Porter Jr. in the draft as well. They got Rudy Gay, they signed. They also partnered up with Jalen Rose. I saw he had a press conference. Now he's with them. I mean, so power moves are being made by Puma right now to bolster their brand. I, I mean, I don't know if I'm copping some Pumas, though. Boy, if you don't get... I mean, they definitely are not my style. <laughs> I'm going to keep... No disrespect, though. No disrespect. They're definitely not my style. I, I got to see... You know, I got to see the models. I got to see how they come out. If the, if it's heat on the feet, then maybe I'll rock with it. There's a photo out. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, It was like it was orange... It was yellow. They tried to go with that that sock foam that Adidas has been doing. Where it's that that extra cushion technology. I mean, it looked decent, but I don't know if I'm rocking that. I, I gotta see a, l- a little bit more. I gotta see some more models. I I don't know if it's I don't know if it's messing with Triple Bs right now. I don't even know if it's messing with that. I mean, they've been getting a little bit better with their models. They had Jello had another sneaker. I think Lamelo had another sneaker as well. I think, are they up to Zo 3s right now? Or is it just Zo 2s? Who knows? Who knows? But um, Puma got some work to do, man. But I'm not mad at them. I'm not upset at them. Also, in the league, Mellow. Mellow, Mellow, Mellow. 
opts into his $27 million deal with the Oklahoma City Thunder and will allegedly, I use the word lightly, allegedly stay with the Thunder for the remaining season of his contract. We all know Melo loves to do this. Melo loves to go get that bag, and he will, and he is. But I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm a little skeptical about this Melo move. First of all, I'm, I'm upset at Melo once again for going to chase that money, but I can't really be mad at the man for going to chase that money. You can't be mad at the man. He had 27 million reasons why to opt into this contract. He wasn't going to get that on the market as a free agent this summer. We know that not a lot of teams have that much money, nor are teams willing to give Melo that kind of money. He's had one of the worst, or probably the worst career, or the worst year of his career last season with the Thunder. I still think he's still be be he's still a lot better than what he's shown last year, but that remains to be seen. But I'm still a Melo guy, and I think Melo will be better next season. But I'm going to tell you, I don't believe he's going to be on this Thunder roster next year. Let me tell you why. I see a, a Wade Part 2 situation happening. And when I say that, think about last year, last June. Wade opted into the last year of his contract with the Bulls. I think he was making like $24 million or something like that. Only to agree to a buyout right before training camp. Right before training camp began. And then he went to the Cavs. Remember that? And he signed for a vet minimum deal. Not saying that Melo will sign for a minimum deal, but he might sign for 5 mil, 10 mil if he negotiates a buyout with Oklahoma City. If he negotiated about a $18 million payout, right? Majority of his salary. Then goes on to open market and say a team gives him 5 mil. That's still about 23 mil you made for the year. Out of your 27, you really only lost about 4 mil. If you're trying to win, you should be able to sacrifice that. But we'll but we'll see. And also, another route, not only can he get a buyout if he requests a buyout, he can actually be moved with that $27 million contract. I know a lot of people think he can't be moved, but I think he, he could. And I think there's three teams in particular who would trade for him. I think, the, of course, the Rockets would definitely try to trade for him with Ryan Anderson again. I think they would have to sweeten up that deal and give them a little bit more for Ryan Anderson, but I think that benefits both parties. Ryan Anderson, I believe, makes 20 mil or 22 mil this year, close enough to Melo's 27. Ryan Anderson is a, is a better fit next to Russell Westbrook. He's a pure spot-up shooter, doesn't mind not seeing the ball for possessions, and especially if Paul George decides to come back, you never know. That actually fits a lot better than Melo. Ryan Anderson is not looking for touches, and I think... Houston is looking for another third scorer, dominant third scorer that they can use. They play isolation ball. Melo's isolation play style fits with Houston. I think it'll work. You know I've been screaming for Melo for Houston all year. It could happen. Also, the Cavs, they could possibly deal him for Kevin Love if LeBron signs that one-year deal. Who knows? If LeBron signs that one-year deal, Kevin Love, they could be looking to upgrade. I personally think Melo is an upgrade on the offensive end to Kevin Love. He can get his own shot a lot better than Kevin Love can. I just think Melo is still a... Uh, I know Kevin Love is an all-star. He gets, still gets you 20 and 10. But I think for the Cavs system, I think Melo would do very well on Cleveland. Not going to lie. And I think his defensive, li his defensive liability can be covered up in the same way Kevin Love's defensive liabilities and his deficiencies can be covered up on that team. And also, low-key... <clears throat> A sleeper deal for Oklahoma City. 
if they want to get rid of Melo, is trade him for Otto Porter and that massive contract on the Wizards. I think that would be nice to Melo. I think Melo would agree to that if he does have, uh, I think he still does have that no trade clause, I believe, unless he, or maybe he used it up to go to OKC, I'm not sure. It would be possible to trade him to the Wizards for Otto Porter. Otto Porter, they've been, the Wizards are looking to, for him to get out that contract. Melo can be that third scorer that Washington needs. He's a little bit closer to New York. He's back on the East Coast with his family. Otto Porter would be a much better fit in Oklahoma City Thunder rather than Washington with that with that huge contract. So we'll see. Also, I told you guys about the horrible rumors to start here. And you see, you see they started talking about the Rockets and Chris Paul reportedly ha- reportedly having tensions over contract demands. Uh, Chris Broussard reported this. Bunch of nonsense. Bunch of nonsense. We we all know that CP probably wanted that five-year, $205 million max deal. We're probably making $40 million in his last year of his deal when he's about 37. A pretty steep price to pay, which I do understand. It's not a great deal for an agent point guard, but sometimes you have to compensate for like a culture changer. There's a lot of times Dirk got a big salary. There's many times that Dirk took uh took discounts it took pay cups for the Mavericks as well to acquire talent but everyone is racking in the dough nowadays no one is being told to leave money on the table it's all about playing empowerment CP already had a low-key handshake table handshake handshake deal under the table before you got to Houston in the offseason last year so I think they're gonna pay the man oh I think that if he leaves some money on the table if he sees another free agent willing to come over I think he'll do it we'll see I mean, he is the player of the president union. Let's not forget the president association or players union, something like that, whatever. So the man's going to get paid. Some more news around the NBA. PG-13. Playoff P is having a three-part special on ESPN about his offseason and the free agent process. Ah, listen, sorry to tell y'all, OKC, that man might be gone. He's having a three-part special similar to the decision, not really like the decision with LeBron James, but chronicling or I guess documenting his uh, off-season by his decision-making process decision-making process of which franchise he wants to go to. I mean, everyone knows he wants to go to the Lakers. Who who are you kidding right now? Who are you kidding right now, PG? You want to go to LA. We know you want to go to LA. I think the whole world wants you to go to LA to get it over with because we've been talking about this for years. The union between you and the LA Lakers. We know you're a California guy. Just do it, man. You really ain't need a special. You know, you're not that special. You know, you're not you're not LeBron to get a three-part documentary series. I mean, come on now. But I'm not mad at you. Get your money. If they presented you with the idea ESPN, they want you to do it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to hate on you. Do your thing. And um, also, in my opinion, I think I think Paul George, his decision-making process, I think he wants a recognition to be put into that upper echelon of athlete popularity. And I think there's no better place to do it than in L.A., sunny sunshine that's what he wants to do it that's when he wants to be recognized and i can't hate on the man the Cavs looking to acquire kemba walker 
I mean, I know if you've been listening to Above the Rim, I've been saying this since the news broke about Kyrie wanting wanting out of Cleveland during last offseason. I said the best option would be to trade Kyrie Irving, not for Isaiah Thomas, not for anyone else, but Kemba Walker from the Charlotte Hornets. I think he is Kyrie Light. I think he's one notch below Kyrie. I think Kyrie is a little bit more offensively gifted. He has a little bit better handle. and score a little bit easier, but Kemba is no slouch. He's an over 20 points per game score. I think he averaged 23 last year. Kemba's no joke. Best Cavs plan and the most realistic plan, trade partner, I feel like, for Cleveland to keep LeBron is trade Colin Sexton, their number eight pick, to Charlotte to Kemba, for Kemba Walker. I think it's a realistic possibility. I think it's a great possibility, and I think Charlotte will do it. Kemba's been on the market for a while now. In addition to that, there's some decent free agents available. I'm not going to go too heavy on free agency, but you got Jaleel Okafor Oliveira available. Nerlens Noel to help you out. The Prince, Luke Mambute. You got Rudy Gay available. Avery Bradley. I know the Cavs only have the mid-level exception to upgrade, but they can figure out a way to use something. It's possible, man. It's definitely possible. Also, not really NBA news. The big ball away. But JBA news. The JBA is now in session. And the JBA is Laval's league. Ah, that he created. I'm not mad at the guy. I got to give him a shout out, man. Ball control. It's ball control for the ball and triple B's, man. I mean, uh, I heard about some of the rules of the JBA. Uh, uh, it's going to be interesting to see as a lot more information comes out. They had their first game recently, I believe, last week. And some news that I heard about the JBA is that he... LaVar said that all current JBA players earn a salary of, I think, about $3,000 per month. And they also receive 60% of the, 60% from their jersey sales, which is, a, which is very nice. Therefore, I think basically if a, I saw online somewhere that if a player sells 1,000 jerseys, that's an easily like an extra 48000 or something like that in their pocket if their jersey sells well, of course. But other opportunities for endorsements as well. And I think it's a good opportunity, man, for some guys who not only don't don't get to go to college, and not only they don't get to get into the G, uh, the G League. Excuse me. There's a lot of different avenues to make it to the NBA. Laval looks like he's just trying to make a new way for athletes to try to get to the NBA and to have some money in their pocket. I think why well, hate on the guy, man? Why well, hate on the guy? And in their debut, a lot know a lot of people was hating on him, hating on Triple B's. The crowd wasn't the biggest in their debut. But hey, you got to start somewhere. But at least shout out to him for not afraid to take a risk, to be an entrepreneur. And stop hating on the man. Stop hating on the man. And um, I know you. T- I told you guys earlier, I need you guys to call in and talk about it, to talk about it line. And we got a few voicemails this week. Got a few voicemails. So let me start off. Let me play the first, the first voicemail. My man out in Cali. Listen to this, y'all. Listen to this. This is a ridiculous conversation y'all having about LeBron James. Hand. There's a great basketball player who played three games with a broken hand. Remember Ali fought with a broken jaw for 15 rounds? But broke hand, one other fight? What are you talking about? <laughs> what you would call or a buster if he didn't come and play the game at all and try to make an excuse. 
There was no excuse. Honestly, he came out. He did give all he had. Kent Watson. Listen, shout out to you, my man. I know you called in to talk about Alana, a little, a little pissed off. Talk about it. He wanted to talk about it. He wanted to talk about it. So listen, I wasn't even hating on the man LeBron. He's he's referring to uh, last episode, episode uh, 60, Put Up a Shut Up, volume two with my man Job. I had um, I had some, some words for LeBron. I'm telling you, man, wearing the brace on the podium after game four, after a sweep, 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 unacceptable unacceptable the reason why LeBron wore that brace on the podium was to change the media narrative he wanted to take the questions away from his legacy being hurt his legacy being tainted by another final sweep and he wanted the conversation to turn on to what happened to your hand how did you break it have you been have you been playing with it broken for this long or a hand contusion or something like that, I believe he had. But it was a self-inflicted injury, which to me was the problem. After game one, he went in the back and he wanted to punch the whiteboard because JR had the blunder because you you guys had a, the biggest blunder of, of a game one losing against Golden State. But still, LeBron, you had a meltdown on the sidelines. That wasn't a good leadership call. You didn't provide that necessary leadership that you needed to do that we've known you can do on many occasions. You did not be the leader that you were supposed to be in this finals. And I got to call you out on it. And he's playing with a broken hand in the finals. That was a self-inflicted injury. There's no excuses. You still got swept. You lost two games in the home, on your home floor. And in game four, you quit. No love. No love for that. My man Jov called in as well. Justin Lee, a.k.a. Just Blaze, above the rim family. It's your boy, Jaws, one half of the league office. Big homie, this might be the quietest week in the league. Finally. <laughs> um, The draft was cool. Not too much moves, not too much shakes. We had the Trey, the Trey Young trade that, that went down. Minimal movement, nothing too groundbreaking. And quite frankly, it was a breath of fresh air. You know, some of the picks got booed. You had Bozo Nation, a.k.a. Nick Nation, booing another draft pick. As I've said, all Nick fans do is boo draft picks and cheer for LeBron. This is another example of the fan base not knowing what they're talking about. You're just going to boo and boo and boo, and all these players are going to hoop, and then you're going to hop on the wave as soon as you start playing well. Nick fans, or at least 85% of y'all, need to just sit down and let things play out. Y'all don't have no rings. Y'all have no history of success to act like y'all know what y'all talking about and booing fans. Knock it off. Um, we had a caller leave a message in regards to the Put Up or Shut Up Volume 2 episode. And, you know... I'm not really going to give him too much attention because it clearly seemed like it was a promo move for himself, leaving his number at the end of the message. Knock it off. Now we go over to the San Antonio Spurs. I got to say, the way they're handling this, everything that's coming out about the whole Kawhi situation, we're not trading him this place. He's only going east. To me, everything with all these reports and what, what Pop is going to do and what Pop isn't going to do, the organization is clearly acting like a group who are not accustomed to players demanding to leave. Like, this whole situation is poor. And now you're saying you're not going to send him west. 
So at this point, you're willing to cut off your nose to spite your face or True. the player as opposed to making the best deal for the organization. Cool. Knock it off. As you keep up the rim, your boy Jav, I'm out. Peace. Jav. One half of the league office, that is what we are, the league office. Me and my man Jar from the gray area. Make sure you go check out and subscribe to that man's show, the gray area. And um, there was a lot to unpack in that, Jar. not going to lie. Uh, thank you for alluding to the draft because that's actually what I'm going to be talking about next. And also following that is the Kawhi saga because that's crazy as well. And um, listen... I agree. I agree with every point that you said, man. We weren't hard on LeBron at all. You know, uh, Bron sexuals were on attack. The Bron sexuals were on attack. I usually give the man love, LeBron. Always do. I defend him a lot from unfair, ridiculous criticism. He's one of the most scrutinized athletes of all time. And I just said, sweeps unacceptable in the finals. Bracelets unacceptable to wear after the podium. Just let the news come out. Don't wear the brace. Don't be, leave the theatrics alone, LeBron. Leave the theatrics alone. Y'all, appreciate you calling my brother. And speaking of the draft, I want to talk about my takeaways really quickly from the draft. The draft, first of all, the draft to me was kind of boring. I'm not going to lie. The shit was a little boring. I, it wasn't uh, any blockbuster moves like Jav said. It was really minor, minimal moves. There was a one major trade in the draft what i think was a very interesting trade which is which was a very intriguing trade it was between the atlanta hawks and between the dallas mavericks with trey young being traded for luka Doncic, the euro league player and um my takeaways trey young he gonna be a star stop sleeping on that boy trey young out of oklahoma the atlanta hawks to me got Probably top two. Probably, maybe, listen, could be the best offensive player in this draft. I'm going to go out on a limb. Trey Young might be the best offensive player in this draft, in my opinion. He's uh, out of Oklahoma, Trey Young. Star quality written all over him. Atlanta needs to fill those seats in the uh, Phillips Arena, I think it's called. And they finally got themselves a primetime attraction and a building block for the future. I think Trey Young, he's one of the premier passes in the, in the draft this year. He's a deadly pull-up shooter. He's a really good ball handler. He led the nation in points and assists, I believe, last year. I mean, he he got bumped out of the tournament, I think the first game, I believe. But his Oklahoma team really wasn't that good. It was Trey Young and a bunch of pips, like Gladys Knight and the pips. But I think in the NBA, he, he will struggle a little bit on the defensive end because he is a smaller guard when he definitely has to guard those big guards. He will run into a little bit of trouble. And they have a young a new coach in Atlanta, a young coach, a first-year coach. So he's going to have some difficulties there, but he's box office, man. You got to give the man some credit. He's box office. And I think Dallas Mavericks, that I told you before, when they traded him for, uh, they traded up to get Luka Doncic, I think they're going to regret that, man. Well, actually not even regret that because they got their guy and Atlanta Hawks got who they wanted. And I think Atlanta will embrace Trey Young. The city will embrace him. And I think he will be phenomenal on Atlanta Hawks next year. And to me, Luka Doncic, he's a little overrated in my opinion. I'm not saying the man is garbage. He's a nice two guard, 6'8", 2'3". I think he's mainly a two guard. He's 6'8", from the Euro League. He's a Euro League MVP. He can pass. He can shoot. He can dribble. 
I'm just not a crazy big fan. It's just my thing. He just doesn't move me from what I've seen. And the Mavericks, they basically coughed up, <clears throat> excuse me, they coughed up a future first round pick to land Luka Doncic. So look at this stat I saw online. In the last 15 years, 23 international players were picked in the lottery. And they only combined to make one all-star appearance. And that was Chris Saps, Paul Zingas from the Knicks. So I'm not, I, I don't want to hear that Euro products, European guys, translate to immediate success. A lot of times they are projects. And honestly, Dallas is the right spot for him. You got Rick Carlisle over there. He's a great coach. He might be good over there. Moving on, the Knicks. I think they messed up again, in my opinion, man. They drafted Kevin Knox, 6'9 forward out of Kentucky. Not that he's a bad player. He just, to me, he just looks like someone who will get washed away in the NBA. He can score well. He can shoot. He was the youngest guy in the draft, which I'm not crazy about. And I just don't see star quality out of the guy. And I don't see a lot of star quality in this draft, to be fair. Not a lot at all. But I just think that the Knicks had other options they should have chosen. I would have picked Michael Porter Jr. I know he has the back issues. But right before that, he was a top three pick. He was a projected top three pick. So the man has the skill and the talent. And I think or Mikael Bridges was available. He got drafted by, uh, by Philadelphia and then got traded to Phoenix right there on a draft day trade. But the Knicks passed up on two, I feel like, more polished products for a one-and-done player in uh, Kevin Knox out of Kentucky. And I just hope he doesn't become a Michael Beasley. That's all I hope. I would love to be wrong. The Suns are putting together a nice roster. They had a nice draft. DeAndre Ayton with the number one pick. They have like a small ball, athletic, wing-heavy lineup options. I, I like what the Suns are doing. And they have some money to spend on some free agents. They got, they, got, they got a decent amount of young guns over there. They got Devin Booker. They got Josh Jackson. They got DeAndre Ayton now. TJ Warren is decent. Mikel Bridges might turn out to be a nice rookie. Brandon Knight, yeah, all right. Marquise Chris is decent. They got some decent young players. All they really need over there is some vets to fill it out. I still don't see any playoffs now. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. They're not going to be Philadelphia or nothing like that. But I do see an improvement next year. Also, the Lakers, there was there was no ball control on draft night. LiAngelo Jello didn't even get drafted. The Lakers' Magic Johnson said hell no and did not want to take a chance on Jello. There was no ball control in 2018 draft. I was a little disappointed, man. I wanted that... Uh, I wanted the theatrics. I wanted I wanted them to take a shot, but we'll see. Who knows? And um, Marvin Bagley went to the Kings. Muhammad Bamba went to Orlando. Sexton to the Cavs. Michael Porter Jr. went to Denver. Lonnie Walker, sleeper pick, went to San Antonio, which I really like. Grayson Allen went to Utah. And uh, Robert Williams also is a nice sleeper pick to Boston. So there was some uh, decent picks in the draft, man. Uh, I'm not going to lie. We're going to see how the draft pans out. It's going to pan out. And also on the draft, uh, Damo had some uh, called in to talk about a line as well. Also had some words. What's good above the rim family? It's your boy Damo, a.k.a. Mr. Cinema Overseas. And um, I'm going to jump right into it, man. Um, I got a question for you, Just, man. Uh, how, how does it feel, man, recovering from uh, the attack of the bronze sexuals, man? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now, now you know how I feel now. As soon as you got anything critical to say about LeBron, I mean, them guys are just ready to just put your head on the pipe, man. So, uh, you know, now you're in my shoes. How does it feel, man? Huh? I honestly want to know what, what's your opinion on that. And uh, 
Brown sexuals, man. Now diving into the uh, the draft, which is the the reason why I'm doing this voicemail. Um, I think Aiton uh, has the uh, the the potential to be a transcendent player, man. Someone who could bring the game back to what it used to be, where you got dominant bigs and the game is uh, you know inside out, so to speak. You know, um, I feel like Phoenix came out on top in this draft, especially by swindling. Uh, Philly out of giving up Mikael Bridges for Zaire Smith. Yep. I'm actually uh, pretty high on that kid Bridges, man. I think he's he's gonna be really good, and uh, I, I I predict big things for Phoenix, man. I mean that that's that's a team that uh, they're gonna be on the rise, man. That's a team to look out for. They got a legit squad now, I think, and uh, you know they got they got that veteran presence with Tyson Chandler over there. Um, then you know, then you got the you know Luka Doncic and Trey Young. Yep. You know those two guys got traded for each other. I'm not really buying into Luka Doncic's hype. Or, See, you feel me? I don't understand why Dallas would trade for him when they already had Dennis Smith. They want to pair them both. Playing for the right team right now, even to I don't I don't think he's playing for the right team to even blow. If you ask me. Um, now as for Trey Young, the guy he got traded for. Um, He's sort of like the wild card of this draft for me. Um, I, I say agree. that only because of his size. He could either go really bad or really good. He is he's in the he's in the best situation in Atlanta. Yeah. Um he could True. either blow or, you know, either be a, a, a average player. Boom or bust. Sort of reminds me of uh of, of Eddie House a lot. I mean, you remember Eddie House was pretty damn good in college. And then when he got to Eddie NBA, House? he was just one of those players that give you that fire off the bench. So, you know. That that's that's uh that's what I see. That's what I predict for uh, Trey Young. Um, last but not least, now those damn man. This this is the reason why I'm really calling up. Um, <laughs> those damn Knickerbockers, man. So I'm sorry, Knicks fans, but that franchise just does not care about y'all. I mean, last year y'all wanted Dennis Smith Jr. What they do? They go and draft <laughs> Nilakina. Frank Nitty too. Y'all Jackson as a head coach. Y'all got Fizdale. This year's draft, everyone and their mama knew they should have drafted MP, MPJ, Michael uh, Michael Porter Jr. But none, no, no. But y'all pick Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox. Kevin it, it's, Knox. It's like as if y'all they're allergic to going with the best available choice and just <sighs> going the safe route instead. I hope the Knicks fans are strapped in tight because this team is not going anywhere for the late for at least five more seasons, Ooh. man. So, ah. I just want to know what, what's your take on that? Will you agree with me or disagree? I agree. And I'm out. I agree, Damo. I agree, man. I think uh the Knicks made the wrong choice on Kevin Knox. But like I said, I'm hopefully I'm wrong on this. Cause I do want to see the Knicks prosper, man. I, I do. I really do. And I agree with you with the points. Trey Young, man, I think he's boom or bust. I mean, he has the highest ceiling, but he does have a a floor. It a floor and it can go really bad if he doesn't have any pieces around him. It can go really bad, man. But I got faith in Trey Young and I like Trey Young, man. I, I think Atlanta is really excited about him and I think they're gonna try to build the proper pieces around him. And we'll see how that goes. And um, you know the branch sex are always coming out, man. Anytime you say something negative about LeBron, they always coming out. <laughs> always. Always. LeBron James. Not the worst. Not the worst. Appreciate the call, Damo, my brother. Um, so last but not least, the Kawhi saga in, in San Antonio. Kawhi-sis. That's basically what it is. It's the Kawhi-sis. 
in San Antonio. It's crazy, man. Popovich, Spurs GM, Aussie Bru- Buford, Spurs organization. I'm making it clear there are no move in no rush to move the two-time defensive player of the year, the 2014 Finals MVP, Kawhi Leonard. We all know he came out and requested a trade saying he wants out of San Antonio and his preferred destination is to LA. Most likely the Clippers, they said he would, ex- I mean, most likely the Lakers, excuse me, they said he would accept a, click- a Clippers deal, maybe. But um, we all know he's going to the Lakers. He said it. That's all he wants to go to. <sighs> Sticky situation, man. They, the Spurs of, like I said before, no rush. Also, Aussie Bruford, he came out as he had some quotes about uh, Kawhi and his first few sentences about the situation. And it was interesting. He said, uh, Kawhi means a lot to our organization and our community. None of us, while none of us wish we are here where we are, we are going to do what we can do to build the best relationship we can with him. We will explore all of our options, but the, but the first one will be to keep Kawhi as part of our group. They're saying that, according to reports, they've been saying the Spurs are unwilling to trade him to the West, as in the Western Conference, especially to the Lakers. But, um, I mean, come on. They said they want to trade him to Eastern Conference teams, but the best deals you're going to get are in the West, in my opinion. And listen, if I'm Kawhi, I'll be a little pissed right now, too. I'm, I'm telling my want out. I mean, all year, he, he, uh, he had to hear the rumblings about the little passive-aggressive shots from Popovich saying talk to his people. Yeah, Tony Parker having the nerve to say something about his injury. When you carry TP to the playoffs, one of these, yeah, TP has been a shell of himself the last few years and saying that he came back, he had the same injury as Kawhi and he came back way quicker than him. I, it's, it's just messy all around in San Antonio. It's just messy all around. And the players confronted you in the locker room also to question the legitimacy of your injury. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, it's just sticking it. And I think it's best for both parties for them to just move on. I'm going to talk about that a lot more next episode with uh, the free agency special with my man Jay Oden. And um, listen, man, the Lakers want Kawhi. Kawhi wants the Lakers. The Lakers have the, probably have the best deal for Kawhi. <sighs> I mean, and the Lakers are confident that Kawhi will re-sign with them. It's just... It just needs to happen. And the I think to me, the Lakers are gonna give up the best deal. The Spurs are gonna get the best deal. And they're gonna they're gonna play themselves. They're basically playing themselves if they don't do the deal with LA Lakers, in my opinion. And I think they should do it fast. I, in in their deal, the Lakers would get Kawhi. The Spurs would get Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart. You take Luol Dang. Josh Hart is throwing because to take Luol Dang and maybe throw on a pick if you really want it. I think that's a win-win deal for everyone. I think it's a great deal. You get Ukuzma, Ingram, two promising young forwards to go with Deontay Murray, then to go with Lonnie Walker. That's a nice, formidable little young core you got there with Popovich and his system. It would be great. And the Lakers get their guy. They get their star, Kawhi Leonard. Hopefully with Paul George coming there. That would be dynamite. They with Lonzo Ball, keeping Julius Randle. You got some pieces, and you know a lot of free agents are going to come to L.A., I hear a lot of people are talking also about Kawhi. If he doesn't get traded to the Lakers, maybe going to the Licks in 2019 to team up with Kyrie and Paul Zingas. I mean, that's a nice pipe dream, but that's not happening. It's not happening. Trust me, Knicks. No Knicks tape there. It's not happening. But 
there were some rumors, uh, not rumors, they did say that Kawhi's uncle and his is his main advisor, his business manager. He's very close friends with Kyrie's dad, who grew up in they grew up playing in NYC or something like that. So they say Kyrie has a lot of intentions to go to the Knicks in 2019 and thinking Kawhi that would be a nice team up because their business managers know each other, but that's still a pipe dream. Come on now. Let's get real. Kawhi's eventually gonna be on the Lakers. No ifs, ands, buts about it. Some other trade packages for Kawhi I saw around was uh, Philly trying to trade for uh, Kawhi and Patty Mills for Markel Fultz, Dario Saric, Robert Covington, Jared Bayless, and the Heat's 2021 first-round pick. That's not going to get it done. Come on. Nobody's checking for Fultz right now. I'm sorry. He's still a project. We need to see him next year. Saric, I'm good. Covington, okay. Bayless a throwaway, and the first-round pick is nice. I still think the Lakers deal is better. The Cavs also had a, a not-so-great deal on the table. I saw they had uh, Colin Sexton, of course, a number eight pick, a 2021 first-round pick, and then George Hill for Kawhi. Why would the Spurs want George Hill again? He was already traded for Kawhi on draft night when they were drafted. The Spurs don't want that. Get out of here. Stop it. Knock it off. Also, the Clippers, I saw, they, had, uh, they was giving up uh, Tobias Harris, I think Patrick Beverly, uh, a future first-round pick, and I think one of these draft picks, the 11 for the 12th pick that they had for Kawhi Leonard, which is a decent deal if the Spurs are looking to rebuild, but still, none of those are better than the Lakers, than the Lakers deal. Also, the other deal would have been Boston. I'm hearing Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier, maybe Marcus Smart, and another draft pick. That's also a nice deal, but if I'm the Spurs, if you're not giving me Jason Tatum or Kyrie, no deal. Jalen Brown is not enough. Jalen Brown's a nice rotational piece, but he's not a star to build your franchise around. So I'm good. And Ingram could possibly be that under the right coach. Kuzma could be that under the right coach. And Popovich is that guy. So we'll see. We'll see. And I'm going to talk a lot about that more next next week's episode with a monster free agency episode right in time. It's going to be nice. But like I said before, my man Jay Oden from the uh, Call It What You Want show, Make sure you go download and subscribe to that to call it what you want. Dope show, my homie. And uh, he'll be on with me breaking out free agency, every free agency scenario. You're thinking about where the top players are going in the league, where they should, where they, sh- where they shouldn't do the free agency, what we would like them to do, what we would like them to see. And it's going to be dope, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be dope. And uh, family, of course. Appreciate y'all each and every week for tuning in to Above the Rim. It's your boy, Justin, a.k.a. Just Blades. Make sure y'all tuning in every week and call that Talk About It live. Talk about it. Don't be afraid to call that live. My man, <laughs> he was a little upset at me and y'all because we talking about uh, LeBron's hand. Broad sexuals were out in full attack. I need to hear it, man. Whatever you guys think you disagree with me with about the draft, what do you, if, uh, if you got some comments about free agency next week, leave a voicemail. It's 908-718-1592. Make sure you go out, go follow me on Twitter at JustBlaze underscore 513. That's J-U-S-B-L-A-Z-E underscore 513. On IG is JustBlaze513 as well. And uh, make sure you go out, subscribe. Go leave those, uh, those five-star ratings as well. Family, appreciate y'all listening once again. Episode 61, Power Moves. We out.
Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our many hilarious commercials. Hi! Did you know that you can get a quote on your motorcycle insurance in under three minutes at Progressive.com? And did you know that saying hi makes even bad news sound good? Hi! You have high cholesterol! Hi! You're fine! And this is what that same commercial sounds like on your motorcycle. Hi! There's no more even our commercials sound better on a bike. And with basic policy starting at $75 a year, Progressive helps keep you on yours. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states.